Well, my friends, I think that is just one of the best ways to start. We just start with a, a heart that's just ready, that's just prepared. And for those of you who are in this room, you made it. You're here, you, you said, hey, I, I know there's this uh, storm of the century coming tonight. And you came in the room and you're like, I'll, I'll deal with that after I leave the room. And, but for some of you, I'm going to speak real quick to those who are watching online. That I know there's some people over in Culver and Canton, Missouri and in Hannibal. And, and, and I just want you to know I'm so glad that you plugged in. I, I'm seeing lots of likes on, on the collective Facebook page that you said, hey, tonight I'm still going to plug in. I'm still going to be a part of this community. I'm just a little worried about the roads. I'm a little, and, I, and I get that. But I just want you to know I'm so glad that you're here. And I know Lyric is going to be on the chat, and she's going to want to be engaging with you. And I would just love it and just for, for us to know who's joining us, where are you joining from, and then make sure you just interact with this sermon throughout because I believe that, that God has a good word for us tonight. I really do. I've been, I've been wrestling with this sermon for, for a while. Um, but let me go back to, to last week. For those of you who were here last week, we, we started this new series called Bad Advice. That Josh kicked us off with this sermon, and, and he really talked a lot about what it looks like to drift away from God. That it's not usually a, a big move away from God all at once. That sometimes, man, there's just small compromises that leads you down a road that you never intended to get to until finally you're just like, man, where, where am I? Is God even close? And you found yourself drifting and I know that he even had you guys share with each other, and I'm not going to have you do that right now, but he, he had you guys share with some of the worst advice that you've even given or you've received as a person. But he did do one other thing. He, he introduced uh, Jimmy Fallon to Tonight Show. I don't know if there's any Tonight Show fans out there. I'm a huge Tonight Show fan. And, and Jimmy Fallon, back in 2016, he did this. Uh, every week he does this hashtag, and, and it goes viral every single week. But one of the hashtag things he did was uh, hashtag bad vice, which in turn turns into bad advice. And uh, Josh shared a couple. I want to share just a few more, all right? The first one I thought was funny. It should be on the screen right behind me. It says this, uh, Sydney Swinson uh, 5 says this, which her name's Megan Lockhart. Um, I think, but anyway, that's cool. My teacher told me if I had a question to Google it, and if there wasn't an answer, it was a stupid question. I mean, I, I can see that. Let's try the next one. Let's try the next one. My friends told me when I was 17 that you didn't need to stop at stop signs with a white frame around it. It took me a little bit to think about that. I'm like, do stop signs have white frames around all stop signs? Yeah, I guess they do. It really made me, I, I really looked at it on my way home today. Okay, what about the next one? Here we go. I was choking on something once and my friends told me, just breathe. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to breathe. Like, come on. Have you been there before, though? Like, I feel like that's, like, someone always has said that to me. Like, when I'm choking, just breathe. Come on. You can do it. Last one right here. I, I had a leak in my roof. My dad told me I don't have to fix it because it only leaks when it rains. Like, save a buck, man. It doesn't rain every single day. Like, you don't need to repair that roof. Like, there's some, some bad advice. But I've also, listen, I'll be the first to tell you, I've, I've given bad advice and as a pastor, there's nothing worse than when someone says, man, what do you think about this, Corey? And I'll dig deep, take a deep breath, and I'll just say, God, I just pray that my words are your words. And sometimes just nasty, nasty stuff comes out, bad advice, all right? And I'm like getting after that conversation. Sometimes I'm like, wow, God, that was awesome. And other times I'm like, all right, did I not pray right? Like, what happened? What, how did that come out of my mouth? But maybe for some of you, 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 you heard this one. You heard, uh, no pain, 
what is it? No gain. I think that's bad advice. I, I think it could be good advice and it could be bad advice. I, I, I don't necessarily think that there's no gain if there's no pain. And a lot of times, like, you just kind of, like, get your strong, masculine self out there, and you're like, yeah, no pain, no gain, and that drives you. But in all honesty, I don't think that's always the case. That's not always the case. And then you hear, uh, this is one of my favorite, and, I, and I've definitely said this before. Just follow your heart. Would you just follow your heart? You know what your heart's saying. Like, believe your And I'm going to get into that one a little bit, and I'm going to kind of take you down why that's not necessarily good advice. And lastly... Here it is. Fake it until you what? Until you make it. Fake it until you make it. Like, that's another one I'm going to break down just a little bit later in the sermon. But inside of those, I'm sure maybe you've even said that before. You've kind of said like, hey, follow your heart. Fake it till you make it. No pain, no gain. But tonight, listen, this sermon is titled, How to Get Addicted. And if... If you're like me, you need to take a deep breath. Because when you say the word addicted or addict or addiction, there's a lot that goes with those words. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of different emotions that can come from it. And uh, what I want to talk about is sometimes the world gives us advice on what it looks like to uh, have an addiction or, or to be mastered by something. But then what I want to look at on the flip side is what Scripture teaches us. Because here at Collective, man, we believe that the Bible is our authority. We believe that what God says is truth. And when we look at God's Word, we want to make sure we walk away with knowing what good advice is, not bad advice. But here's the deal. We all, in this room, we have a tendency, or we have tendencies to rely on something more than we should. You may not, when you walked in this room, you may not have thought, man, I'm addicted to this thing, or I am uh, mastered by this thing, or I am chained down by this thing, but my my prayer is that, that God and the, the Holy Spirit inside of you would reveal some stuff inside of your heart that when you walk out of here, you're like, man, okay, I know it, I understand it, and here's what I'm going to do with it. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 says this, I am allowed to do anything. Praise God. Thank you, Scripture. I'm allowed to do anything. This is so good. Like sometimes people just say that Scripture, and they're like, that's my verse I memorized. I can do anything. Like, that's okay. But let's keep going. But not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, listen to this, I must not become a slave to anything. What are you mastered by? Seriously. What, what has you? What, what has you, uh, a strong grip on you? What, what, what controls you? What shapes you? What what influences you? That without it, you may not be able to function, but even if you don't have it, you can't function like you're supposed to. It, it kind of robs you of your, of your purpose. For some of you, it's a lot of things. Right now, there's probably something in your mind, you're like, man, this has got a good grip on my heart. This has got a good grip on me. For others of you, it might just be one thing. One thing that is sticking out. And my prayer is at the end of this message, number one, you'd name it, you'd identify it, 
and we'd figure out a step. So what is it for you? Is it gambling? You're like, oh, I don't have a problem gambling. I don't, I don't go to the casinos. All right. Are you controlled by just this adrenaline rush to bet on sports? Are you obsessed with the stock market that all you do is continue looking at trends and you're just betting on and gambling on and, and trying to figure out? And I'm not saying all this is bad. Listen, I'm not saying that. I'm saying what masters you? What controls you? What overtakes the inside of you? What takes the place of God in some areas? For others of you, it's caffeine. And I, I was like, do I say this? I mean, Carter's is a really good uh, partner. And I'm like, ah, but I love Carter's. And I need to take a deep breath. And I'm not just talking about, you know, just Carter's. I'm just talking about like, man, can you not survive if you don't have your cup of coffee in the morning? Is it master you that much? I know I've told Sierra one time before, I said, I didn't have my lotus today. I feel like I'm shaking. I'm like, man, is this an addiction? I don't know. <laughs> Could be. I might identify that later. Is it smoking? I mean, whether it's cigarettes or, uh, or marijuana or I don't, whatever. Is it, is, it, is it alcohol? Is it, I mean, you need, you need the taste of alcohol before you start your day, before you have a, one of those conversations that you're nervous about. You're just like, I'm just going to take a drink or a few drinks or a couple shots. Or what is it? Is it pornography? Is it one of those things that you're so controlled that, man, when you, when you get home and you have this overwhelming desire to, to, to uh, indulge in that, whether that's online or on your phone, wherever it may be, I, I don't know what it is, but I have a feeling you're mastered by something. Is it, is it online shopping? Is it, man, the, uh, just the utter lack of control and you keep spending money and you keep spending money and you keep spending money? I don't know what it is for you. Listen, I'm just listing a couple, and I know there are, are millions of other things that could take the place and could master you. So my question to you in this room, and whether you're watching online, is what is it for you? What are you being mastered by? When you walked in this room, you would have been handed uh, a couple things. You would have been handed a, a carabiner with a, a little keychain uh, key attached to it. Uh, and if you didn't get one of those, uh, there's going to be a couple leadership uh, team members, if you raise your hands, you're like, hey, I didn't get one, uh, you can do that right now, and they'll walk around. I think we probably did a pretty good job. Uh, if you didn't, there's a couple. Um, if you can walk around, with, keep your hands up until you get one, that would be super helpful. Uh, if you're online, listen, I want you just to simply get a piece of paper and a pen. So they have a carabiner, they have uh, a keychain, and they have a pen. But if you're at home, I want you to just grab a scrap piece of paper and a pen. And here's what I want us to do with this during this sermon tonight. When you think being mastered by something or there is something inside of your life, how is it causing a, a block? How is it causing you to not fully engage in your relationship with Jesus? How, how is what, is being, what you are being mastered by, what is controlling you, how is it controlling the relationships around you? How is the thing that maybe that came to your mind or is, is still coming to your mind or the things, how is it affecting who you are as a person, and the purpose that God has given you. Do you have it? Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you just a, a few moments. You have a pen. You have this. I want you to identify it. No one's going to look at it. You don't need to put your name on it. 
to take your pen cap off, and I want you right now, I want you to write that thing or those things as best as you can. You may be like, Corey, there's not enough room on this thing. Write small. Do it real quick. What is it? What is it for you? What are you being mastered by? What's got a strong grip on you? What's got you chained up? I know it's hard. Because when you write it down, you, you probably know that I'm going to ask you to do something with it. And if I had to be honest with you, just kind of looking at some of your faces and even looking at some of your reservation, you're like, I don't want to name it. I'm not ready to name it. But I'm asking you to fight through that. And just come on a journey with me just for a little bit. And then during this sermon, if you're in this room, once you have it, I want you simply to put it in one of your hands. And I want you to grip it. And I don't want you to let go of this grip the entire time that I'm speaking. Listen, I've, I've practiced this a couple times. And I didn't have a keychain in my hand. I just held my hand tight and I was sweating. My hands were hurting. And it's going to, listen, if you happen to have to go to the bathroom because you have your carters in the middle of this sermon, this thing goes with you. All right? I would encourage you to stay in this auditorium. If you itch your nose, I want you to itch with this hand. If you itch your hair, or you're like, man, my hair feels messed up, this stays in your hand for the whole sermon, because this is what masters you. And to be honest, although it is chaining you down, and it's weighing you down, a lot of times, we're the ones holding on to it. So I want you to feel that weight during the sermon just a little bit. So here we are. My goal is to give you four active steps, practical steps, on what it looks like. I want to give you good advice on what it looks like to uh, get rid of this chain, to get rid of this stronghold, to get rid of this burden, to get rid of this addiction, and to take some steps and to respond tonight. So the world gives us a lot of different advice, but I want to focus on four bad advice and then flip it with good, all right? The first bad advice you may get when it comes to an addiction or it comes to a stronghold is this. Don't admit that you have a problem. Some of you are still in your mind, I don't got a problem. I can't write that down. That's not that big of a deal. It doesn't have that strong a grip on me. You're kind of in that, that, that camp of, I'm going to fake it till I make it. Like, I, I know, like, it's, it's, it's changing who I am, it's changing how I talk, it's changing how I act in front of other people, but I'm just going to continue to act like everything is okay. I'm going to pretend like, man, this doesn't have an effect on me. I don't have a problem. Man, I'm just, I'm just looking at porn at, at, at night, and that's not, nobody's around me. How does this affect anybody else? Man, I'm just, I'm taking a few shots before I go into work because I have a tough conversation and it gives me courage. How is that affecting anybody else? For some of us, man, we're still negotiating. Then that's not a problem. You're justifying what is in your hand right now. Listen, I'm there with you. I'm justifying all of the time. All the time. 
But here's the advice I want you to take straight from Scripture. It says this. Pretty simple. Number one thing. Admit you have a problem. I told you, it's practical. This is not like crazy, uh, intelligent, smart stuff. Like, you guys are all intelligent people. Admit you have a problem. Jeremiah 3.13 says this. Only acknowledge your guilt. Admit that you have rebelled against the Lord your God and committed adultery against him by worshiping idols under every green tree. Listen, collective. Confess that you refuse to listen to my voice. I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen. We all have a problem. We all have a stronghold that is just like holding us down, weighing us down. It has us chained up because, listen, we have sin. Every single one of us, including myself, we have sin. There is sin in this world that separates us from God. Like our flesh is broken. And it's hard. I can only speak on, on behalf of the men. It's hard to admit when I'm wrong. It's hard to admit that I have a problem. Like my wife will say something to me and I'll be like, are you sure that's me? You sh- I do that? No. But here's why I do it. Here's why I act this way. What am I doing? I'm, I'm justifying. I'm not admitting anything. I'm just trying to hold on to what this is in my hand. The second bad advice when it comes to an addiction, when it comes to a stronghold, when it comes to being chained down, is this. Do whatever makes you feel good. Doesn't the world tell us that? Do whatever makes you feel good. Do whatever gives you pleasure, man. Like, and I think a problem with a lot of them with addiction is this, is that it is so me and I centered. I had a hard day at work today. I need to get on my phone right now. I need to unwind. I don't need to be a dad. I don't need to be a, a husband. I don't need, man, do you understand? I had some conflict with my boss. Like, I deserve this shot of whiskey. Like, I deserve to just go smoke a joint real quick. Like, I, I deserve those things. Man, I had a hard day. Man, my wife, she is not, she's not giving me any sex, so what am I going to do? I'm going to turn. Listen. All of these things. When we don't admit we have a problem, when we start doing things that, that make us feel good, i got to ask you something. I want you to ask yourself, as you think about your hand, what's in your hand right now, I want you to think through these questions. You ready for them? What does this give you? Where does this lead you? What is this purpose? Think about your context. What does this give you? How does this give you purpose? Here's the advice we need to follow. Here's number two. We need to fight the desires of our flesh. We need to fight the desires of our flesh. Here's what scripture says, Galatians 5. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you, will, you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves, your flesh. You will not be doing what your flesh craves. The, the, your sinful nature, your flesh wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us what, 
us desires that are, are opposite of what our, our flesh or our sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. The question you guys have to ask yourself, the question I have to ask myself is this, who is guiding me? Who is leading me? Is it this? Is it my flesh? Is it my desires? Or is it God? Through the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me. Who is leading you? Because we have to fight the desires of our flesh, and we do that with only his help. And I'm going to break that down in just a bit. The third one, the third piece of bad advice is, man, you need to keep that addiction a secret. Nobody needs to hear your garbage. Nobody wants to see your garbage. Nobody cares about what's in your hands. And I'm going to tell you, this is the, the, the very truth. That it could not be the farthest from the truth. Although you don't want to share this with your neighbor. If I said, hey man, turn to your neighbor and I want you to share what's in your hand right now. You'd be like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. Because I need to keep this a secret because... Right now, everybody thinks I'm just, I'm, I'm this way. But man, if they only knew what I am hiding, what I am concealing in my hand, if they only knew who I was. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to isolate myself a little bit. Or when I get in that crowd, I'm going to fake it until I make it. Instead, here's what I want you to do. Listen, here's what scripture talks about. And this is going to be the scariest thing. Number three, talk about it. Talk about it. And again, I'm not saying turn to your neighbor, talk about it, get in a small group, have a little powwow. Listen, I need you to say, who do I feel comfortable sharing this with? And if the answer is, I don't got anybody, listen, you have to find somebody. You have to you have to put yourself out there. You have to be vulnerable. You have to say, man, I know, Jesus, I'm confessing my sin to you, but I need to speak it out to somebody else because I need someone to walk this out with me. I'm just going to be honest. In high school, I had a, a major issue with sexual sin. I wasn't going to share this, but I was like, man, you just got to be vulnerable, right? And it's uncomfortable. I'm sharing with, with 7,500, 150, I don't know how many are here, online. That's going to be on recording. That's going to be on the podcast. Like, it, yeah. And you know what? Guess what I did every single time I, I, I failed, every time I sinned. Guess what I did? I confessed it to the Lord. I remember being down in my, in my parents' house, living at home, because I'm in high school. And I'm like, Lord, I'm so sorry. I never want to do that again. And I kept hearing him tell me, you need to talk to somebody about it. And guess what I say? Lord, I got you. I don't need anybody else. That's all I need. I know that I, you forgive me. I know you give me grace. And I'm just so, I'm so sorry it won't happen again. And then three days later, I'm down in the basement again. I'm saying, Lord, I did it again. And he said, I'm telling you to tell somebody about it. I never did. You know how long that cycle happened? A long time. And I was trapped for so long. Until finally I told somebody about it. And I felt a weight come off my shoulders. And I felt like they, they walked with me. They prayed with me. We need to talk about it. Because Proverbs 28, 13 says, People who conceal their sin will not prosper. People who hold their sin in their hands, their addiction in their hands, their stronghold in their, in their hands will not prosper. But if they confess and they turn from them, they will receive mercy. So who do you talk to? Who's your go-to person? Who are you comfortable with? And the last piece of bad advice, 
is this, is that you just need to be strong. You need to, you need to depend on your own strength, your own power. Has someone ever told you that before? I, I've said it this before too. Man, you're a strong person. You got this. Keep fighting. You are so strong. And if I say that now, you know when I say that? is if I know that they trust Jesus and that the Holy Spirit is living inside of them because their strength comes from the Lord, not from themselves. That's the, that's the fourth and final thing. We need to rely on the Spirit for strength. A lot of times, man, we're trying to battle, we're trying to do this thing, and we're, we're trying to do it on our own strength. And if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, I, I, have to, I always say this because it's so true. Because so many times we try to fight these things, like, I'm strong, I'm tough, I can do this. But you're doing it by yourself if you don't have a surrendered life to Jesus. All by yourself. And you can be as strong as you want, but you're not going to get very far because you can't win the battles. How do I know that? Here's what Scripture says. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says, we are human, okay? I think we're all human in here. We don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. We knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Listen, our strength comes from the Lord. And we need Him. We need Him. We need to admit we have a problem. We need to continue fighting the desires of our flesh. We need to talk about it. I'm so tired of living life like this. Young adults, we try to be someone we're not. And we need to rely on the, the, the strength from the Spirit. And we can be set free. I don't know about you, but my, my, my hand hurts. I'm sweating. I'm getting tired of holding this thing. And it's only been 15 minutes. But for some of you, this has had a strong grip on you for a very long time. For others of you, you've had a strong grip on this for a long time. But I want you to know the truth tonight, through Jesus Christ, through your faith in Him, through the work of Him on the cross, through His death, His burial, His resurrection, you have freedom. And you don't have to walk around with this anymore. You don't have to walk around feeling the weight of this anymore. And, and tonight, there's going to be a very simple response here in this room. And there's no shame because, listen, I'm telling you, every single person has this. And in just a little bit, I want you to experience that freedom. Here's the freedom, what it looks like. Galatians 5, Christ has truly set you free. Now make sure you stay free. And don't get tied up again to slavery in the law. Here's what we tend to do. Lord, I give this to you. I'm going to bring it forward. I'm going to place it at your feet. I'm going to walk away. But you know what tends to happen? Is somehow, that, that grows legs. Somehow it, it finds its way back to your seat, maybe even before you leave. And what it does is you pick it up again, 
or it clips on you, and you're still chained up. You're still not free. But tonight, I didn't want you just to throw it on the stage. I wanted you to see that there is a, a nice rope up here that will lock these things down. That not only will you release it, but you will clip it on this thing, and it ain't, it ain't getting legs. And if it gets legs, it ain't following you. And if you want to come get it, you're going to have to fight it a little bit. Because it is time to live in, in, in freedom. It is time to let go of that chain. It is time to bring this forward to Jesus and say, I need you. I have a problem. Listen, I know that not, somebody doesn't know that problem yet, but that's the next step, Corey. Like, I'm praying through that. Who's that person? But I know my first step is to give it to you. And I just want to encourage you, man, this should be so much freedom when it comes to just bringing that thing forward, chaining it up front and just saying, God, thank you for taking that away from me. But I get it. Tomorrow's going to come. You may be fighting this addiction for a long time. And there's going to be things, but I just want you to know if you are a surrendered life to Jesus, a surrendered heart to Jesus, if you say, God, take that away from me, you admit you have a problem. Man, you talk to somebody about it. You, you rely on his strength. It's going to be hard. He'll take it all. He'll bear it all. That's why he went to the cross. And I'd encourage you to do that. But I know there's someone in this room, you've never started that relationship with Jesus. Tonight's the night. You're tired of doing it by yourself. That you'd have a surrendered life to Jesus. In just a little bit, there's going to be people on both sides. I'd love to talk to you about what that looks like. What it looks like to surrender your life to Jesus. Even get baptized. We had one last week. It was incredible. I know there's going to be, they're like, man, that kind of weirds me out. Like, I, coming forward, having someone pray over me, I just don't know about that. Listen, I, I know there'll be one of our collective leadership group members in the back. Or just find someone with a lanyard and just say, I'm just really struggling in this area. You may not have to tell them what it is, but I just need you to pray with me. And they would love to do that. But I want there to be movement. I pray that, man, there is just strongholds released. And they're left the foot of the cross where Jesus can handle it we're going to stand and uh, during this first part we're going to just sing a, a bridge before we go into our response of worship and if you believe this if you want to walk in freedom if you want to proclaim that your chains are gone that you've been set free we're going to sing that out together and when you feel a tug in your heart that God is saying, I, I'll take this. I can handle all these things that are in your hand. Come chain it up here. Let go of the strongholds. You're set free. You're so set free. Free indeed. Heavenly Father, God, I pray for this time of worship. I pray for vulnerability. I pray for open hearts just to receive this. God, and I pray as we sing these lyrics, God, that we truly mean them. We clip them on this wire up here and we walk back to our steps or maybe we just get down on our knees and we just say, thank you, Jesus, for taking this chain away from me. I don't want it anymore. I don't want this addiction. I don't want this, this, this chain down on me anymore. God, I pray for freedom. And that freedom is through you, Jesus. And so, God, I pray for this moment of worship that people respond, not because uh, it's what everybody else is doing. It's because of the work that you're doing in their life and in their heart in this moment. God, for those watching online, I pray for the same thing for them. 
that whatever they wrote down, that they figure out a response. God, whether they crumble that paper up, whether they rip it up and they throw it in the trash so it doesn't uh, seek back to them again. God, I just pray for this group of young adults, God, that you take mighty ground in this room tonight and online, whoever's watching, God. So we love you. Our chains are gone. We've been set free. Thank you for your amazing grace. In your son's name I pray. Amen.